0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Murphy Street Collector. Oh, excuse me, the Murphy Street Podcast. I did it again. Welcome to another episode of the Murphy Street Podcast. I'm the host of the show, Murphy. And the rules on Murphy Street are simple, always the same. Shoes and slippers at the door. Come inside and let's talk story. Uh, <clears throat> um, before I get started with this very interesting topic, if you guys uh, notice the name of this episode, it is the MCU versus Star Wars feud Excuse me. And um, the crazy thing about it is when I realized this is what i was going to be talking about, I tried to figure out what it felt like because I have to admit I'm kind of torn. And so it feels like it feels like choosing between mom and dad. It feels like mom and dad are fighting and you need to choose between the two. And, and this is not what this podcast will be about. You don't need to, to choose or pick and choose. Uh, we, we don't have to say who's right, who's wrong, although yeah, dare I say that it feels like there is a clear-cut right and clear-cut wrong. Because as, as of this point, this is a one-sided feud. It's not even really a feud, it's it's something that was initiated by someone in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I will be telling you exactly what that is in just a few moments, but uh, in order to segue into it, I thought I'd do something a little more diplomatic... I'd start by telling you, or reminding you, that August 18th is the premiere of the She-Hulk, Marvel Cinematic Universe's newest edition via Disney+. Plus. Uh, She-Hulk airs August 18th. Mm. And I'm sure we'll see a, a cast of different Marvel characters in there. Hey, honey. Uh, we, we expect to see, obviously, She-Hulk. We expect to see Mark Ruffalo's Hulk uh, I believe we heard that we'll see Daredevil, the Netflix version, new, newly anointed or christened Marvel Cinematic Universe's Daredevil, which was um, the one that was originally from Netflix, and he then eventually made his way into the Marvel Cinematic Universe seeing, uh, via the um, Star Wars, Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, when he represented or offered to represent tom holland's spider-man or peter parker so uh, we'll see him i think they said red hood would be one of the villains in there that actually has me kind of excited but i'm also excited to see just how the storyline story will develop for one because i'm seeing a lot of things come in and i'm wondering what is true what is just rumor like there was a what looked like a, a ship from sakar and i say that because it looked like the grand master ship in a in a What what was said to be a set picture. Again, I don't know at this point at this juncture, you always see all these different leaks of pictures and photos and, and even video clips and you you really have to suss out the, the truth from what's just being put out there as fanfare. But um, again, She-Hulk, August 18th, and from the Star Wars side of things, we have Andor coming, and that'll be on September 21st. So don't forget to watch those two, because we are getting great content from both universes right now, and so we may as well enjoy it as a fan base, because we don't have to worry about actually having to pick and choose. Now, here is where we talk about why the name of this episode is the MCU versus Star Wars Feud. Uh, so apparently, Mark Ruffalo was being interviewed by—I uh, want to say it was a podcast or something like that—in the UK. And where does it say what it was? I know it was—or oh, it was a website of some kind. Hold on, I know one of these publications say here something.co.uk. Oh, here we go. Um, I'll just read you a little bit. Hey, how's it going, brother? I'll read you a little bit of of what this unfolding was uh, apparently Mark Ruffalo was being interviewed on the Metro, which is a, a European show of some kind in which uh, they asked him because there are so many Marvel movies that we have up, up to this point. So much Marvel presence, especially with Disney plus and all of that stuff. Um, so they were asking, how's it going, brother? Where you, Are you at, are you at universal or are you at knots? Where are you at right now? Um, but the question came up, is it not too much, Marvel? And I'll go ahead and read you like I like to do from, from these articles. And I, I'm actually going to be pulling from two articles. One is from Avclub.com. Not sure who they are, but I will go to a little more uh, re- a reputable one. Variety.com as well. Variety.com is written by Zach Scharf. and the Av.com is by Mary Kate or Avclub.com is by Mary Kate Carr. Um, both of them say star wars catches strays gets dragged by mark ruffalo in defense of the mcu i'm not sure that i would say they got dragged but ooh, what am i accusing them of sensationalism we at not grabbing some fried chicken that's right they do have good fried chicken bronze but make sure to let the family know that there's also good fried chicken at disneyland um but if you're by anything anything cool man uh by all means hop on the live let's see what you see what it looks like for just a couple minutes before i continue on with this um With this topic but um, nonetheless mark ruffalo defends marvel's output you get the same version of star wars every time but not the mcu this is a direct quote from mark ruffalo so now you see what is kind of uh what where the crux of the problem is so one of the article and this is from the av club starts with disney's favorite children are fighting Perhaps the house of mouse should have taught its kids that you don't have to tear someone else down just to build yourself up because MCU veteran Mark Ruffalo controversially controversially called out Star Wars in order to make his franchise look better. It's something I worry about, Ruffalo told Metro UK when or it's something it's not something I worry about. Ruffalo told Metro UK when asked if there's too much Marvel. I understand that these things run their course and then something else comes along but the thing about Marvel that the thing Marvel has done well is that inside the MCU just as they do in the comic books they let a director or an actor sort of recreate each piece of their own style their likeness Marvel generally lets them bring that to the material here's where it gets adversarial Marvel generally lets them bring that to the material If you watch a Star Wars, you're pretty much going to get the same version of Star Wars each time. Rough stuff, Ruffalo. He continues. It might have a little bit of humor. It might have a little bit of different animation. But you're always really in that same kind of world. But with Marvel, you can have a lot of different feeling even with the Marvel Universe. I don't know that I agree with Mark Ruffalo, especially with these things. And and I, I don't want to say that he's an uneducated fan or maybe he's just too engrossed in the franchise in which he's working but just hearing those quotes right there i don't know that he's accurate i think he may have misspoke and he may have put his foot in his mouth before he even finished his argument um but here's the thing and, you know, I'll just finish off this article because it looks like it's almost two more, two, only two more paragraphs. Does a She-Hulk st- uh, star want angry Star Wars fans to chase him with, with pitchforks? Does he derive pleasure from starting a war amongst franchise fans? Some people really do like to see the world burn. Pledge your allegiance to Kevin Feige or Kathleen Kennedy. Now, first of all, let's not say that because we all know that Kathleen Kennedy, probably Star Wars fans would not want Kathleen Kennedy to be there uh, figurehead representation of the uh of the franchise hey brother nate i'm gonna be seeing you in a couple days man don't forget um but uh yeah so so like i said so pledge your allegiance to kevin feige or kathleen kennedy again on behalf of the star wars universe let's not make kathleen kennedy that person for us no thank you kathleen kennedy but um the end result of the mono culture is the two fandoms facing off on the battlefield, endgame style, while Mickey, Mickey Mouse cackles maniacally from above. I don't know that I, I would want to paint Mickey Mouse in that necessary light, uh, but very vividly done, fantastically done, Mary-Kate Carr. <laughs> uh, but also, Ruffalo did say one thing which may unite performers under both banners. Yes, CGI acting. Can be a little dehumanizing at times, he adds. Sometimes the technology starts to take the front seat when it should really be the performance and how we bring our humanity to that very, uh, a suture environment. Oh, excuse me, austere environment. Surely there is common ground to be found where, here, with Star Wars, with Star Wars stars. See, Mr. Ruffalo, Disney dehumanizes us all. (laughs) Wow. Um, So again, this is what's happening right now. Mark Ruffalo has said something. And just judging by, and, and I will, please allow me to preface this entire podcast by saying this. We are only getting bits and pieces. We are being fed what is here in the stories, in the articles of Variety.com and navyclub.com of mark ruffalo's and i'm sure there's a a few more publications that have also ran this story i without a doubt when something as salacious as this kind of a comment comes out there's no way that only two two uh, franchises two publications will carry it. it it is going to have resonance across a lot of the media but having said that i don't know what the context was in which he made these comments these quotes these sound bites i you you always have to take i don't want to say a grain of salt because you you can't believe that everybody's out there trying to make things worse than it is they're not trying to inflame everything but man it does look bad mark ruffalo when you say that you you always get the same thing from star wars And, and and let me just go back one more time just to read what i think for me i took dare i say the most offense to is when Mark Ruffalo says that, all right, brother, get back to the delivery. Oh, so, shoot. Sounds good, brother. Thanks again, Nate. Take care. Where Mar- Mark Ruffalo says, Marvel generally lets them bring their own material, of which Star Wars, you get the same version of Star Wars each time. Now, here's the, here's the thing. If we're talking big screen adaptations, absolutely. Well, maybe not absolutely, but yeah, they are pretty much kind of cook. I don't want to use the cliche and say cookie-cuttered out, but they are definitely def, definitely running off of a blueprint that was given from the previous ones but the success of the original three star wars have just been so um, unfounded has been so unprecedented that i i don't know that they felt some kind of responsibility to staying true to that roots but also i do feel like the storyline has been progressing how's it going brothers I do feel like the storyline has been progressing to the point where Mark Ruffalo can't just say that you get the same version of Star Wars each time, especially now that we get this Disney Plus. And it's funny because, again, I wanted to start by reminding everybody August 5th or August 18th is She-Hulk. September 21st is Andor. So to say that Star, you get the same version of Star Wars every time, especially with something new coming out like Andor. And, and albeit, we don't truly know that Andor will be different. But they've already said that it's going to be more of a spy movie. We don't get that kind of spy feel from Star Wars. That's not something that's, that's been used before generally when it comes to Star Wars. Yes, we've had a little bit of espionage, nothing too major. Andor is going to be that more like a Born identity from what I understand from all the reviews. than it is going to be your typical Star Wars on Disney+. So and then Mark Ruffalo, you're going to talk about the animation. You even, he even calls out the animation saying that you get all the same stuff. You know, he says it might have a little bit of different animation, a little bit of different animation, Mark. Really? A little bit. Have you ever watched Star Wars Visions? It's a great show. I think you should watch it. They have great material and the animation from from episode to episode differs. So, I mean, that's just one of the many arguments that can be made. In defense of the Star Wars universe, I just I think it's just the oddest thing that Mark Ruffalo, who by the way is always one to try and dodge these adversarial type, these very like confrontational type of sound bites, because he's always normally teamed up with Tom Holland, where he's having to play like the elder to be like, hey, I'm not dropping any Easter eggs here, like we're not going to spoil anything, because Tom Holland is always that guy that always spoils stuff. And Mark Ruffalo normally is the elder statesman; he's normally the guy that's trying to. Dare I say, keep things on the level. This is not that. It's very interesting to see. And I wonder what he felt like when he delivered this line. Because, you know, he says, it's not something I worry about. I understand that these things run their course and something else comes along. But the thing Marvel has done well is that inside the MCU, just as they do with comic books, they let a director or an actor sort of recreate each piece on their own style, their own likeness. Marvel generally lets them bring that to the material. I love that. I love that soundbite right there. Why couldn't it just end there? Instead of him continuing on to say, Marvel generally lets them bring that to the material. If you watch a Star Wars, you're pretty much going to get the same version of Star Wars each time, which is very interesting, very curious, because I think, especially with the Kathleen Kennedy era, we had a carousel of directors come through, sometimes even on an individual project. I want to say solo had swapped characters uh, swap directors midway i want to say uh, rise of skywalker swap directors and i could be wrong but i do know between the trilogy the, the kennedy trilogies there has there was at least one movie that midway through the uh midway through production had to swap directors and i do know that so- solo was another one that had to swap directors and and I want to say that they wanted those different directors. <clears throat> well, not during the swap. During the swap, I believe it was something a little more, uh, dare I say, conflict infused. But uh, as far as like having different directors each time, is kind of like that. And then and 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 allow me to also add this uh, retort as well after I'm done with this. But they kind of wanted that different feel for each movie. Now, what I do wish they had stayed a little more true to was making sure that we have decided we're going to stay tied to or rooted in the original star wars because there was a point in time in which they said forget everything you ever learned with the original star wars and i want to say that that was um from the force awakens when that came out i want to say that the vibe from that was forget everything that you ever learned about star wars and then once it came out then they were like oh yeah no we, you know what it, it we have ties to it like it's, you don't have to forget everything. There are some things, but we're definitely going to change the narrative. and And I don't understand why that whole song and dance had to happen, but it did, nonetheless. But here's the thing: when we're talking about again, because Mark Ruffalo wants to say that it's same version of Star Wars each time. Really, Mark Ruffalo? Have you watched The Mandalorian? Have you watched all, the both uh, both seasons of The Mandalorian? Have you watched the Book of Boba Fett? Because again. They do it as to where they bring in not only new directors, but different ethnicities of directors. I want to say that the majority of the directors for The Mandalorian, which is probably the most successful Disney Plus show that's come out yet. uh, I want to say the majority of those directors are screw Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) All right. uh, I Yep. Dude podcast. I agree with you guys on that. Uh, I think... He was just speaking passionately and loosely, which, again, I really which really surprises me. But uh, I did want to address it because I was like, I almost had that same sentiment because I was like, come on, Mark, you both franchises are fulfilling so much of a insatiable appetite for both sides. Like, as a Marvel fan, and I know this because I'm a huge fan of both franchises, right? And so is so is, so is is Evan. We're both huge fans of both franchises. So to hear this come out really had me like, really? Wow, Mark. And, and I just wanted to in case he ever, I don't know, pulled up the Murphy Street podcast. Because even though Hasbro doesn't admit it, I know they listen to this podcast. Because shortly after we talk about them, they're moving and shaking in the direction that we've told them to. So, um, nonetheless... Uh, going back to asking Mark Ruffalo, have you ever watched The Mandalorian? And the directors in that, you have uh, uh, you, uh, Ming-Na Wen had directed. I want to say Bryce uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, but obviously she's not a minority. I can't remember the name of the black guy, but he makes some good stuff. Heck, what's the name of the guy who plays Grief Karga? Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers has directed an episode, which... Kind of came out a little unintentionally comical, but yeah, super weird that he decided to do that. He needs to be given a Star Wars lesson on the differences. Yeah, and that's the thing is so when I thought about like how to really give a articulate a well-versed retort as to like why this cannot be true, it really dawned on me like now is the worst time to have said that. If we were in the middle of the Kathleen Kennedy trilogy prior to Disney Plus coming out. And us having like a a epicenter where this collection of all of the things are housed now, pretty much for anything Star Wars that you want, whether it's Lego Star Wars, whether it's uh, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, the animated, the original animated, the CG animated, whether it's Star Wars Rebels. If you want to watch any of the live action things like. The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett. If you want to watch those things, they're all housed on Disney+, Plus and you can go to one place. Disney+, Plus, by the way, that Mark Ruffalo should be familiar with because he is now going to be one of those patrons. How's it going, Hyperkind? Um, he He's going to be one of those patrons living and making a, a, a life in this space. So dare I say, he, he? I think he was just shooting a little loosely. But I just want to remind everybody that Star Wars has done well. And I, and as much as I always want to say, you know, they say it's Feige versus Kennedy. And I'm like, no, let's not have Kathleen Kennedy be our figurehead representative. As much as I want to say that, I will say that she has done well to move ladies into the spotlight, to move minorities into the spotlight. So she has done well to progress at least that. Ev um, says, like, how the rebels in Book of Boba Fett. this Right? So no, no, you don't have to be done ranting because that's what this entire thing is. And it's not necessarily a rant, and although, yes, it does feel like a rant. It's more of us passionately display, displaying out all the different outlets that you can go to for different type of Star Wars. I mean, like, if you really want to take it left, you can go and watch Lego Star Wars, which is, like, as far left as you can do from any kind of Star Wars. But, uh, again, if you want to, like, do a, a little bit of a more... Cerebral, something that actually gives you some real good content for you to not just not satisfy the id necessarily, but if you want to, you know, satisfy the ego, the super ego, you want like a real storyline and something you can sink your teeth into. Oh my God, you guys! I'm the hugest fan of Star Wars Visions. I've gone back and watched that thing like five different times. I down, yeah, for sure. Take care. Thanks, brothers. Thanks for stopping by. I've downloaded Star Wars Visions just so I could rewatch it while I'm on the plane because it is such a great set of, and, and that's a, the other great thing, is it's they're bite-sized. But it's such a great collection of different Star Wars stories told from a different point of view, from a different culture even, and you can feel it. Yeah, you know, ultimately, they, they do have lightsabers, and they do, you know, use the Force and all that stuff, but there are so many threads that run so similarly through Marvel that I feel like you can't say that. All of this is all created on a, or with a thread of commonality in it, or else you lose your audience. That same connection that started you is the same thing that keeps you today. Whether it's evolved some, and it should have evolved some, and because if it hasn't evolved any and you're still following it, what does that really say about you? But it's evolved to the point where you can enjoy it and now realize that you're stepping into a different world every single time. I have to believe that somebody will come for Mark Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo on this, I have to believe that he will issue some kind of a statement clarifying or explaining. I do want to say once again, I don't have the context in which this was said. I don't know I don't have the entire conversation that went down between Metro UK and Mark Ruffalo in which he ended up saying, "Star Wars is the same every time." in the way that it looks here on this, it looks like. He was just talking about the MCU and then just went for Star Wars. Like, yo, nobody was, nobody was giving you that. Like, Nobody was saying that you need to bring down Star Wars just to make sure that, that Marvel doesn't look like they're just doing the same thing every time because that's not a thing that needs to happen. But I will say this, Mark Ruffalo, for the next time, if you're going to mention another franchise, especially your brother or sister franchise, Make sure that it's to say something good about him. I felt like this was unnecessary. And I mean, I don't know. And you know, how's this? I'd love to, I'd love to get my sister's take on this. Uh, Fantastic Frankie. I'd love to get my sister's take on how she feels about his comments on this. And maybe we'll have a conversation about it because this is, this is different, especially for Mark Ruffalo. This is off brand maybe this is the kind of conversation that is just has been long overdue because people really feel one way or another about either one of these two franchises i will say this having been an avid fan of both franchises my entire life where we are at this point in time in life that we are getting a robust lineup a very deep thorough staunch lineup of shows and movies and just content from all types of outlets i am like a kid in a candy store every day when i get to wake up and read something new see a different tweet Because the great thing about social media because a lot of times we talk about the negative things about social media but the great thing about social media and obviously everybody knows this because this is why we gravitated towards it initially is because it connects like-minded people you watch things that you like that Catch your attention. Algorithms store that, and they run it back to you. So you wake up. If I watch, you know, hey, Star Wars, Darth Maul, I will wake up the next day and I'll have Night Sisters. I'll have Savage Press coming through my feed. I'll have the Dark Side. I'll have just Star Wars things, just feeding my, just going through my feed, and I'm in, and I'm learning all these different things. I'm seeing different people's imagination run wild through my social media, and that's awesome because now I know I'm not just the only nerd here. Mark Ruffalo, I don't believe, did, meant any malice behind these comments. I think he's generally a good guy. I wonder if he's a Star Wars fan. I wonder if he maybe just recently started watching Star Wars in search of wa- what the big fanfare, what the big excitement is about, because the franchises are so... They, they have to be neck and neck when it comes to... Uh, not even neck, neck and neck. But I will say that Star Wars is slightly behind Marvel or behind Marvel. But enough to make them worry about it. My question is, what happened here? Because this was a big faux pas on, on behalf of Mark Ruffalo. And he could be listening to, he could listen to this and be like, Kavika, nobody cares what you think. That's what I wanted to say, so I said it. We all have those moments. And that, that very well could be true. And if he did say that, then I'd be like, you know what, Mark? I respect you for it. You're wrong, but I respect you for saying at least what you wanted to say. But I do hope this. I do hope that uh, somebody does come for an explanation. I would love to hear more about this article from Metro. or Metro UK. But also, if it is what it is and this is what we get to live with, I hope this doesn't spark a huge like, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a Marvel fan. Because yes, I do have, I am rocking my Pancho Abalos uh, Star Wars Captain Rex shirt. But at the same time, I also have a Pancho Abalo's Captain America shirt. I have a Pancho Abalo's Black Panther shirt. I have all kinds of Marvel and Star Wars stuff because I love them both. Do not ask me to pick between the two. I am not gonna stay with dad on a Friday and mom on a Saturday. You need to work this out so that we can have a happy family because that's where I'm at. America has enough division for us to need to be divided amongst this as well. Uh, I started out as a fan of both. I'm gonna stay the same way and I would advise that you do the same. But you know what, you guys, I am going to cut it today for, for this episode. I'm, I'm, we're actually going to stay under today for once. So um, please allow me to thank you so very much for joining me today, especially for the people that stopped in. I appreciate you guys for stopping in and saying hi. Uh, but make sure that you follow the Murphy Street Podcast on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all or most other podcast hosting platforms. I am constantly trying to make sure that we are on every podcast hosting platform. You can follow us on YouTube. Uh, at the Murphy Street Productions, or, or at Murphy Street Productions, or you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Murphy Street 808. That is M U R P H Y S T R E E T 808. There is a lot coming down the pike. Uh, I am always trying to put out new content all the time. I just recently, just last night, put out something for. Um, Pokemon for the Pokemon collectors in the world like uh, uh, we had a little a time at the, uh, the, the TV station so we did it with some on air personalities and it was a fantastic time my wife represents Murphy Street Podcast our Murphy Street Collector um, and Mikey represented Living 808 and they had a little, a little pack battle it was pretty fun to watch But uh, that's what we're about. And so also just because I've said it, make sure that you guys are staying ready for the Murphy Street Collector. We are planning to make a comeback. Season two is on its way. We are hoping that we can get it off the ground for October the 1st. Um, for those of you guys who don't know what the murphy street collector is you can check it out on youtube go into my playlist we have a murphy street collector it is a television show for collectors by collectors i make it a little more uh it's told more from a lifestyle organic type of lens um, but nonetheless you guys check it out again on the murphy street collector on murphy street productions on youtube um, and season two will be coming up october 1st we got all kinds of stuff we'll be talking to artists we'll be talking to football players we'll be talking to football coaches we'll be talking to athletes we'll be talking to everyone it doesn't matter everybody's a collector at some point in time and so we will find out what exactly what that is and we'll talk about it with them but until you until we talk to you guys again next time man everybody take care thank you so much for joining us have a great week uh happy monday don't forget august 15th is she hulk and and september 21st is Andor. i'll remind you of that the next time that or august 18th she hulk September 21st and or I'll remind you on the upcoming podcast so that we all watch it together and until then you guys until I see you guys next time don't forget your slippers Aloha